Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. This after me, say, I'm ready, I'm ready. to break the cycle. Come on, say it again. I'm ready, I'm ready. to break the cycle. Man, I'm believing today that there are cycles in our lives that are going to be broken in Jesus' name. I'm believing today that maybe the cycle of addiction, the cycle of fear, the cycle of loneliness, the cycle, whatever it is that we're stuck in, is going to be broken in Jesus' name. Because the cycle of fear, the cycle of pain, it has to flee because you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. You are a new creation in Jesus. Christ. There's an old saying, and the saying goes, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get sick and tired of, of dealing with the same attitude. I get sick and tired dealing with the same negative thoughts that I have or, or falling into that same cycle. And I'm believing today that we're going to change some things so that we can see those cycles broken over our lives. And I want to title my thoughts, Breaking the Cycle, Believing for a New Harvest. Anybody believing for a new harvest in this room this morning? Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 is our foundational scripture for the day. It says this, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. See, cycles are actually God's plan. Cycles and seasons are actually how God made the earth. That there will be a cycle flowing from summer to fall to winter to spring, and then it would keep going and keep going. That when something would get planted, there would be a process and a cycle for growth. But then, in order to have a new harvest, you got to keep planting and see a new harvest. That cycles are God's idea. But I want you to know that for every original thing that God has, the enemy has a counterfeit, has put forth your staff, and he's going to turn it into a serpent. A great miracle happened. But the magicians that Pharaoh had were able to. To, to, to manipulate it and make it appear that the same thing happened. See, for every original thing that God has, the enemy has something. And God has a cycle, a season. God has a pattern that he desires for your life, but the enemy also does too. The enemy has a cycle he wants to bind you in. He wants to bind you in this cycle. The enemy may not be able to steal your salvation, but he knows he can get you bound up in some stuff and keep you from your full potential and your full purpose. But, but Jesus came so, to set us free. And how many of you know that the sun sets free is what? Is free indeed. The enemy wants you stuck in a cycle of fear, addiction, loneliness, thoughts, depression. But like God has caused the seasons to move from, from winter to springtime. God wants you to move from your winter season, from that dry season, from that dead season, into a season of life and life more abundantly. He wants to bring you today from your winter into your spring. And I, I really think, and many of us got free at salvation, but instead of taking up this new life of Christ, we've returned to our old bad habits. And then these old bad habits become cycles that we get stuck in. It, it, it's not a question of are you saved. The question is, man, is the cycle broken over your life? 
You see, many of us have have cycles. I, I, I would go to say all of us have a cycle that has gone from generation to generation to generation. And the only way that I can stop that thing to go to my daughter is for me to say, I'm going to break the cycle of my family generation today in my life so that she doesn't have to face those things. That there's something in all of us that, that needs to be broken. And Jesus didn't just set you free at salvation for you then to return to the cycles of your old life. He's come to set you free and make you free indeed. God's given each of us the power to break the cycles over our lives. So I want to give you this principle that if you don't like your harvest, you have to change your seed. If you don't like your harvest, you have to change your seed, because there's a principle that God has put forth that whatever you plant, you harvest. So if we're seeing ourselves in a cycle, in a harvest, if you will, we got to say, I'm going to change something today, because if nothing changes, nothing changes. You're going to stay stuck in that same cycle next year, the year after, the year after. we got to say, I'm going to plant new seed today. If you're planting the seed of negativity, it's only going to lead to a harvest of negativity. If you're planting the seed of unforgiveness, it'll only lead to a harvest of bitterness in your life. If you don't like the cycle of life you're in, it starts with changing what you're planting. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest. And I believe the Lord spoke to me very clearly on Monday and gave me this next sentence, and I want it to stick with you today. It's this. It's, it's that the way to break the cycle over your life is to plant new seed today. The way to break the cycle over your life is to plant new seed, is to do something different, is to do something new. It's to say, I'm going to change my life. And the best seed that you can sow is the seed of right now. The best seed you can sow is the seed of right now. So I'm going to change today. And if we're going to see different results in our lives, then we have to start doing something different today. And so if we're going to break the cycle that we're in, whatever it is, we're going to do three things. The first thing is this, if you're taking notes, is decide. Say that with me. Decide. Come on, say it again. Decide. Romans 12.2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I want you to see here, there is a pattern of the world. A pattern is a cycle. There is a cycle of the world. And God wants to break that cycle, but he gives us some instruction on where it starts. The cycle is broken first in our mind because it's our mind that a decision is made. You make a decision to change in your mind. That if you're going to break the cycle, it first has to start here before it will ever flow into your actions. And until we decide in our minds that we're going to plant a new pattern, plant a new seed, we will continually be stuck in the same cycle. But I've come to tell you today, it's time to plant new seed. It's time to plant new, new, new crops. It's time to get into a new cycle. It's time to break the cycle of the enemy over your life. It's time to sow fresh seed. Can somebody give God praise this morning? I think all of us are caught in a cycle if we were to do some self-reflection. If you weren't, 
Um, not to be caught in a cycle means you're perfectly like Jesus, and then you just be like Enoch and just go up to heaven, you know? Or like Elijah, he'd come and get you. But man, I, I, I got to be honest, there are cycles in my life that I want broken. There are things in my life that I don't like. I know they don't line up with how God wants it for my life. And I don't know what yours is. It might be fear. It might be anxiety, depression. It, 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 it might be addiction, negativity. But could, day, but could today be the day that you get sick and tired of the cycle and you say, as for me and my house, we will no longer live this way. I've, I've seen it done in my grandfather, in my father, but I'm not going to pass it on to my children. So I'm going to say, as for me and my house, the cycle ends here. There is addiction here, here, here. My uncle, my aunt, my this, my that does this. But I'm going to break the cycle of my life. See, until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're always going to be sick and tired. I know I'm just like blowing you guys away with great theology today. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. But if you don't get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll always be sick and tired. you got to get to a place where you say, I am tired of the cycle that I'm in. I'm going to decide. I'm going to get my mind right. I'm going to make a decision that this is going to change. I'm going to decide to do something different. You see, there's no better time to change than now. No better time to change than now. In fact, the Bible teaches us in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4, that farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. If you're waiting for all the stars to align, you're waiting for this and you're waiting for that, you're waiting for the perfect moment to step out in faith, you're waiting for the perfect moment to do this, do that, I'm just going to let you know it ain't going to happen. Because a farmer that waits for perfect weather never plants. And if you're waiting for something to happen before you take that first step into that new job or, or in, in, into that new family venture or into that new thing, I mean, you're going to be waiting a long time. Because life just isn't perfect. Sometimes you got to step out in faith and do something. Sometimes you got to plant new seed even when you're seeing a bad harvest. Yeah, you got to say, man, I'm going to change things. Many times we wait for the perfect time to plant. We wait for the next New Year's resolution to develop a new pattern. We wait for this, we wait for that. But the reality is there is no better time to plant, no better time to act than right now. Stop waiting for the perfect spouse to come to you and you start being the perfect spouse and watch God bring that person to you. Stop waiting for others to forgive you before you forgive them. No, be a person of forgiveness today. Decide to change. Decide to do something different. The New Living Translation puts Romans 12 too is this. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By what? By changing the way you think. See, you and I, if we're trying to do this on our own, we can't do it. You can never in yourself break the cycles that are over your life. But what I get from this scripture is it says, man, just let God help you. That we serve such a good God that we can say, God, I need your help to break this. I need your help to break this addiction. I need your help to break this mindset. I need your help to break this stronger. God, I can't do it alone. But your word says that I can let you transform my mind. You know, sometimes we don't want to change. 
And we just need the willpower to change. Ask God to give you the willpower. Ask God to give you the, the desire to make that difference in your life. I believe that God is here to help you change the way you think. I've heard it said before that the journey of a thousand miles starts with a step. It starts with just deciding. And I'm going to take the first step. Whatever you want to do, decide today to start the journey by taking the first step. Point number two is plant. Come on, if we're going to break the cycle, if we're going to see a new harvest in our lives, we got to plant. We have to be people that are planting and sowing because after you decide you want to change, you then actually have to do it. I, 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 I taught a sermon back in December on a Wednesday night called It's in the Seed and talking about everything that we need in our life is in the seed. And I, I shared this thought that in every seed, there is potential. So you may not see the greatness of the seed by what it looks like, but within every seed lies potential to be great. For instance, a seed, when planted, becomes a tree. A tree, over time, as it releases acorns or releases whatever its seeds, what happens is other trees begin to grow by it, and then a tree has potential to become a forest. You see, looking at a seed, you don't see the potential of a forest. But within a seed lies the potential of greatness and lies the potential for a forest. You see, a seed may look small, but looks can be deceiving because amongst the small things lies the potential of a forest. I've come to tell you today, never neglect the value, never neglect the importance of what is in a seed. Never neglect the small things in your life. Never neglect, fathers, mothers, never neglect the power of just sitting your children down and speaking life over them. Never neglect the small things, because within the small things, greatness is born. See, the thing about a seed is that until your seed is planted, it's contained. Until your seed is planted, it's contained. Well, what, 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 what do you mean there? That if the seed stays in my hand, it'll never be a harvest. The seed can never produce a harvest until it first leaves my hand. Oh, come on. The seed is precious. But I've come to tell you today, sometimes you got to let go of the precious out of your hands, put it in the ground for it ever to grow and ever be a harvest. Sometimes you got to say, you know, this is precious to me, but I'm going to let go. As the old saying goes, I'm going to let go and let God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to begin to plant that seed that God has given me because until it leaves my hand, it is contained. It is contained. And so we want to see growth happen in our lives. We have to first let go of the seed. Don't contain your seed in your hands. Instead, plant your seed and watch the potential in the seed become a reality. See, we get tired of the same cycle. We got to plant new seed. Another thing about seed is that seeds can only duplicate what they are. Man, if I'm gonna, if I want a good orange tree, but I decide, you know, I just had this great apple. I'm gonna plant this apple seed into the ground, and I expect an orange tree to pop up. How many of you know that would just be ridiculous? I mean, we're just gonna call it like it is. You know, it would just be crazy. Why? Because a seed can only duplicate what it is. 
So if you want a different harvest in your life, you want a new cycle in your life, you got to begin to plant different seed. you got to say, I'm going to plant something different. Paul talks about this in Galatians 6-7. He says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You always harvest what you plant. This is fascinating because we know that our God is a God of justice. And, and Paul says what the justice of our God is. He says the justice of our God is that you always harvest what you plant. So if you're stuck in a bad season, begin to plant new seeds. And you're saying, well, I don't see the change. I don't see this. I don't see that. Well, the promise is this. The justice of God is you will always harvest what you plant. Go ahead and sow the seed of forgiveness before anybody ever forgives you. Go ahead and sow the seed of joy even when you wake up in a bad mood. Go ahead and sow the seed and watch the harvest come to your life. See, we got to be people that, that plant for our purpose. You're going to plant for your purpose. If God's purposed you to become a manager, don't run away from responsibility. If God's promised you and purposed you to become an entrepreneur, maybe you shouldn't run away from risk. If God has purposed you to be a great father, be a great mother, maybe we need to stop putting our career ahead of our families. Because if we keep doing the same thing, we'll always do the same thing. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I'm believing that we're going to see that cycle broken because we're going to plant seeds that are connected to our purpose. Plant seeds that are connected to our purpose. I'm going to give you some very practical things. If you're like, well, how do I see a harvest of this in my life? How do I? If you plant the seed of thankfulness. If you plant the seed of faithfulness, it's going to lead to a harvest of joy. If you plant the seed of forgiveness, you're going to live in a harvest of freedom. If you plant the seed of joy, it's going to lead to a harvest of happiness because the seed of patience leads to character. The seed of trust leads to faith. The seed of rest leads to peace. The seed of consistency leads to success. I don't know what you need, but there is a seed that you can show. You don't control the harvest, but you do control the seed. And I want you to know the Lord of the harvest is good and generous. But may we be people that are good and generous with our seed. Sow the seed for the harvest that you want. And watch God take care of the rest. Point number three. After you've decided, after you've planted, number three, you got to keep planting. You gotta keep, you gotta keep planting. Galatians 6 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Because at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. Notice this, if we don't give up. I believe there's people in here today who say, I've tried, I've, I've been doing this, I've been trying, I've been, I've been I'm, I'm weary. Well, the message of the Lord today is this: don't get weary. And doing good. Because at just the right time, at the right time, God will release the harvest of blessing over your life. You know what? You know what's fascinating about the right time? Is the right time ain't my time. The right time ain't your time. 
You see, sometimes it seems like God is moving a little slower than we would like. But I want you to know, we don't serve a late God. We serve an on-time God. We serve a God that is right on time with whatever we need. So keep sowing. Keep planting. Keep being happy. Keep being joyful. Keep being gentle. Keep showing self-control. Keep on keeping on. Because what you're doing is you are planting good seed. Keep, keep planting. You might say, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing any results. I'm getting tired. Keep planting. Keep planting because you always harvest what you plant. He says, if, if we don't give up. If we don't give up. I pray today the Holy Spirit breathes fresh wind of strength into you. I pray the Holy Spirit breathes a fresh strength of the desire that, God, I, I need your help to keep planting. I need your help to decide to keep doing and keep doing. I pray today the Holy Spirit will release a fresh wind of strength. See, cycles are broken through consistent change. I, I've seen many people come to an altar and get delivered instantly. And the cycle over their life broken in an instant. It's powerful. God does that. He still does it. He's going to keep doing it. But I've also seen many people come to an altar, get full of the Holy Spirit, and then leave and go back to the same cycles over and over and over again. Why? Because cycles are broken through consistent change. Saying, God, I need your help today. God, I need you to give me strength. God, I need you to help me right now. So keep making consistent change in your attitude. Keep making consistent change in your negativity. Read, keep reading your word and watch God bring change to your life. And my, my, my wife and I actually, we bought a house back in April and it's been a huge blessing. It's been incredible, and um, we bought the house, and we have these crepe myrtles. Anybody have any crepe myrtles, you know, and, and they, they, they get out of control real quick, and I, I remember going, Man, I, these crepe myrtles, I just don't like how they're looking. They're kind of springing out on the sides here like that, and I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some yard work. It was a Saturday at 9 a.m. I was like, I, I could get these done at like 1030, you know. I'll, I'll be good, and uh, then I had these hedges. I was going to trim up these hedges. I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Yard work is hard work. I am thankful and blessed for my father-in-law and my brother-in-law who own a successful business and they come over and trim up those hedges now for me and those trees because once I did it and it was about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going, oh my Lord. No wonder people rent forever. I mean, come on. And you know, I, I kind of made the bad decision. I started with the crepe myrtles and the hedges of the backyard first before the front yard. Halfway through, I'm going, I should have started with the front yard. Ain't nobody going to see the backyard. <laughs> because yard work is hard work. The same is true with planting. Planting's hard. You know, planting's actually pretty dirty. Like, if I'm going to take a seed, I got to get down to the ground. I got to scoop the dirt away. My hands ain't going to be nice and clean. That little manicure, pedicure, whatever you just got, you know, it ain't going to stay that way for much longer. Why? Because you're getting into the dirt. Put the seed in. You get sweaty. See, planting is hard work. But planting is so rewarding. 
tell you something. That day, 3.30, I felt, I was tired. But boy, I felt good. I was strutting around the house. Going, let me tell you something. I'm a man. I'm a manly man. Why? Because it felt good to work with my hand. It felt good. I, I, I even just shaved a mustache because I feel extra manly. Some of you guys are going, what is that little rat up on top of his lip? <laughs> My dad said, grow the beard back. See, I became sore. I became tired. There was something that, you know, I, I just, but the word is this. If you don't give up, you'll see your heart. Keep planting. You keep doing the hard work. You keep doing the things that are hard. God will bring the harvest. You see, your greatest accomplishments are on the other side of your pain. Keep planting. Keep making good decisions. Keep going. See, we can't just keep planting. We also got to plant generously. We got to plant generously. And the word teaches us this in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 and 10. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, notice this, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. If you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you're trying to see a big harvest of joy in your life, but you're just, you know, you keep walking around the same pattern of negativity and time after time. And then you say, well, I'm going to tell this person they did good. And I'm going to keep going back to the same thing over and over and over again. You're not going to see a big harvest of that in your life. But I promise you this. You wake up. Say, I'm going to be thankful today. You say three things you're thankful for. Lunchtime, you're at lunch break. The boss was frustrating you before, but you say, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that. Before you go to bed, you say this, you say that, you say that. You see, over time, what's going to happen is you're going to break that cycle over your life. And over time, what's going to happen, you're going to develop a new pattern in your life that's going to bring so much more joy, so much greater harvest, and a greater season into your situation. See, psychologists say... It takes 21 days to create a new habit. 21 days. You want to know why most New Year's resolutions fail? We ain't make it past day seven. I mean, it's just real. If we're going to have a new habit in our life, we got to get into repetition. Because repetition creates regularity. Repetition in your life is going to create a regularity that you're going to see the change that you've been waiting and hoping for. It's the same principle that God put. Don't give up. Because if you don't give up, you will see the change. What repetition does is repetition creates a new cycle. Old patterns are broken by creating new patterns. Old patterns are broken by creating new patterns. You know, sometimes I think, we can become so focused on, on fruit and so focused on the results that we forget 
just to be healthy. Here's a foundational principle when it comes to planting and harvest that, that God has laid out. Healthy things grow. Instead of focusing on trying to have the fruit that's on the tree, focus on creating a healthy environment in your life so that that seed can grow. And if it's healthy, God will take care of the rest. That really what it does is it takes the pressure off of us. It says, God, let, let, let me be a healthy vessel. Let, let me be somebody that has a healthy environment around me. You see, worrying about maintaining a healthy environment is only going to lead to us uh, um, really like, like taking the nutrients away from the seed. But don't worry and let God take care of the growth. Keep planting and God will take care of the rest. Start having the band make their way up. And as they're coming up this morning, I want to speak directly to you from my heart to your heart. It's never too late. Listen to me. It's never too late to start sowing new seed. It's never too late to break that cycle. You might have fallen yesterday. You might have fallen last week. You might have fallen this morning. But it's never too late to break the cycle of anger, break the cycle of pain, of depression, of addiction. It's never too late. Start sowing new seed today. And if you're consistent time and time and time again, watch God. Just watch God be God. Sometimes you got to say, God, I'm doing what I, I'm doing the right thing and I need your help today. I need it. I want to read this scripture in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I've come to tell you today, it's time to throw off that old behavior. It's time to throw off that old mindset. It's time to throw off that attitude. It's time to throw off those things that are holding you back. It's time to throw off the garment of heaviness so that you can put on a garment of praise. It's time to take off that old nature. It's time to put on that thing that God has called you for. It's time. Today is the day. I want to ask you rhetorically, what are you waiting for? Because a farmer that waits for perfect weather never plants. You're waiting for the clouds to go away to pick your harvest. You'll never harvest. Instead, trust God today. Decide today. Plant today. And keep planting tomorrow. Father, we thank you right now. Lord, we thank you for your presence that is here. We thank you that your word says that we can let your Holy Spirit renew our thoughts, renew our minds. God, sometimes we want to do the right thing we're still caught in the cycle where our actions aren't following. Lord, I pray right now. Holy Spirit, give us the willpower to decide. 
give us the strength to plan. God, for those that are in this place and are weary, I pray for the wind of your Holy Spirit to give them fresh strength. Holy Spirit, touch them, renew their strength like wings of eagle. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. You hear me talking about being a new creation. And maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe you've never actually lived any part of your life for God. But man, you've been in the service and there's something stirring your heart. There's something that you're like, man, I, I didn't even know I needed God. But I, I, I feel like I, I, I need to be a part of this. I feel like there's something in here that's stirring. I'm coming to tell you today, that's the Holy Spirit stirring your heart and drawing you to Him. And today, if you want to accept Jesus into your heart and your life, or you want to, or you want to rededicate your heart to the Lord, on the count of three, I just want you to slip up your hand just saying, I'm going to decide. I want to decide to do different. On the count of three, one, two, three. If that's you, you want to give your heart to God or rededicate your heart, I see that hand. Yes, Lord. When we've all been here at this place this moment, I see that hand. We've all had to, had to have ourselves at the foot of the cross. Can you say this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus I need you. I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. I believe you rose again. I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But I know you are. But I know you are. I need your strength. I need your strength. I need your life. I need your life. I accept you into my heart. I accept you into my heart. And from this day forward. From this day forward. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Come on, can we give God praise this morning? Hey, if you said that prayer, you meant it.